Bell, good morning. Welcome to Church of the Palms. We are so glad that you are with us this day as we worship our good Lord together. We're so grateful for uh, the journey that we are on together through this COVID season and knowing that there's a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel, though we encourage you still to wear your masks over your nose and your mouth so that we can continue to take care of one another. We are anxious to get back to normal and are grateful to see that many more people are receiving the vaccine. About one, a little bit more than one out of every 10 Sarasota County people have been fully vaccinated, which keeps us still a bit ways away from herd immunity. Even a vaccinated person, of course, can still pass the virus along to one not vaccinated. So at Church of the Palms, we are returning to normal very gradually in that we are still seeking to take care of one another. We will take things one step at a time, anticipating our Holy Week and Easter celebrations, we decided to increase our capacity uh, in the sanctuary and over, over here at the Campus Center on Palm Sunday and Easter to 50%, which means we should have enough space to accommodate all those who choose to worship with us in person. The Palm Center will be an overflow space if we need it. We will still require masks, and we will still refrain from singing. Following Easter, we will evaluate conditions and inform you as to the next steps that we will be taking, which will include perhaps further increasing capacity, including singing in worship. Wouldn't it be nice to sing again and uh, making masks optional somewhere down the road? But right now, we will continue to focus on taking care of each other. Speaking of Holy Week, our Monday Thursday service is coming up on April the 1st at 6.30 p.m. It will be in the sanctuary, also be on live stream. You can register on our website beginning tomorrow. Good Friday the following day, April the 2nd, 6.30 p.m., again in the sanctuary, live stream, register for the service tomorrow. And then Easter Sunday, Lido Beach will be gathering at 6.30 a.m., bring your own chair, as we will not be providing chairs this year on campus services, will be at 9, 10, and 11, and you can register for those uh, beginning tomorrow, and our live stream broadcast of our pre-recorded service will also air Easter morning. You're invited to sponsor Easter flowers for our sanctuary and campus center in memory of or in honor of a person, a special person in your life. Directions to that can be found on our website. Click on the give icon, click the donate button, and select the Easter flower fund. Donations are, of any amount are welcome, and to be included in the bulletin, they must be received by Monday, March the 29th. Make a point to experience today worship on our website, a wonderfully meditative time for busy people. New postings will take place on March 27, April 24, and May 22nd. Speaking of April 24th, our one-day women's retreat, Be Still and Be Well, will be at 9.30 to 2. Note the new time, 9.30 a.m. to 2 p.m. Join other women for a mind, body, and spirit connection through movement, yoga, worship, and Bible study. Sign up on our website as always. 2021 commitment cards are in your little bulletins, and we invite you to, uh, if you've not yet had the chance to fill one out and make your commitment to our ministry here in 2021, we would love for you to do that. And while you have your bulletin handy, I invite you to grab it. And we are going to be reciting together our affirmation of faith, and I would invite you to stand as we begin our worship in affirming our faith. Would you please read together with me? We believe God is love, unconditional, constant love. 
We believe this love exists for all, choosing each day and every one of us, day after day, again and again and again. We believe that God's love is like a river. Rivers cannot help but flow toward the sea. God's love cannot help but move toward us. We are swimming in it. We believe that God loved first. We believe that God breathed life into dust. We believe that God said, this is good. And because we believe that God loved first, we strive to build lives that reflect God's love. May we begin again here. Amen. Let us worship God. Worthy is the king to conquer the grave. 
frisch Ihr kommt mit uns in mich Ihr lebt das ab von mir Weil ich Ihr war wie Everlastiger Wie Everlastiger In do not make you wrong You may be seated. Now you're, ah, now I can see you. That's great. I'd like to invite our mic runners to come forward as we prepare to hear uh, whatever concerns or joys or praises that you'd like for us to be aware of as we go into a time of quiet and prayer. And I would invite our mic runners to introduce themselves. My name's Olivia Mason, and I'm a senior at Venice High. Excellent. My name's Jaden Ray, and I'm a junior at Venice High. Excellent. Give them a round of applause, would you please? Yes. Excellent, excellent. So are there any uh, things that you would wish us to be praying for this day, things that we can keep in our hearts over the course of this week to come, that we can continue to lift them before our good Lord? Any concerns or praises or thanksgivings? Just for today, if you would pray that my five daughters who were in Savannah for a bachelorette weekend for one of our daughters um, are driving back today. So just safe travels at those girls. Yeah, just that for today. Thank you. Always a good thing to pray for safe travel. Other things that you'd like to pray for? Yes, right back there, Phoebe. Good morning. Good morning. My sister Deb has been diagnosed with um, <clears throat> colon cancer and um, early stages, so we're grateful for that. And she'll have surgery in April, so appreciate okay. your prayers for that. Sure. And on the joyous side, I am here today to meet my college student. I've been a Palms Angel for a couple of years and uh, been corresponding with her since August, September, and today's the day we get to meet, so I'm nice. excited about that. Great. Great, thank you, Phoebe. That's wonderful. We will keep all that in our prayers. Anybody else? Okay, well, we're going to go. Oh, one more. Sorry. Oh, Sue. Well, Pastor Mingi, I missed today, but I would like to say a prayer for her friends and family and all of Myanmar in this terrible yeah. struggle they're going through where friends are end up ending up shooting and killing each other. So I think yep. we need to pray for them. Thank you. Thank you, Sue. Yes, the people of Myanmar are going through great crisis right now and we'll keep them in our prayers. All right, well, with these concerns and thanksgivings in mind, let's just go to a time of uh, silence as we ponder those things and pray for those things, and then uh, I will lead us in our prayer of confession. Let's be 
quiet before the Lord. Now I invite you to turn your attention to the prayer of confession on the back of your bulletin. God of love, we forget the beginning of the story that we were made from love to be love and to give love. Instead of rooting our narrative in the goodness refrain of creation, we skip ahead and find our worth at the fall with Cain and Abel lost in the wilderness. We forget that first there was you and you are love. We forget that out of that love you created us. We forget that from the very first day you loved first. We forget because a love like that doesn't make sense to us. Forgive our low self-esteem. Forgive our resistance to love ourselves. Forgive our hesitation to trust that even we could be made good. And forgive our tendency to pass that doubt on from generation to generation. Write a new beginning for us that roots our confidence in your unrelenting love. With hope we pray again and again. Amen. Family of faith, no matter what we do, where we go, or what we tell ourselves, God is love and God is loving us. Again, again and, again, and again, again, we are claimed, held, forgiven, forgiven and, and cared for. for. In the, in name, the name of the, of the lover, lover, the beloved, and love, love itself. Thanks, Thanks be, be to, to God. God. Amen. Thank you. Good morning. We are continuing our preaching series on the fruit of the Spirit, and this month is faithfulness. And we're exploring the signs of God's faithfulness as we consider our response. Last week, Pastor Steve talked about the sign of the rainbow. And this week, we get to talk about the sign of baptism. And the title of my sermon is The Weight of Water. But before we hear the scripture passage, there is a song that I want you to hear. Um, when a good friend of mine heard that we were doing um, faithfulness for the month, she said, Lori, there is a song that got me through a really dark period. She said God spoke to her through this song and uh, we are lucky enough to have Beth Hill to sing it for us. You may recognize Beth. She is part of the Lacey Jane Band, and she and her husband have been singing at our drive-throughs the last um, couple of ones that we've had. And you may not know, um, of course, she is a gifted musician and singer, but she donates and gives so many of her gifts in the sanctuary. She sings in the choir. She directs the choir for Genevieve when she's gone, sings solos, and we are just delighted. I know that you are here, and thank you for singing this song for us. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord, unto me. Power and come. 
Susan Neisler. I'm the health and well-being director here at Church of the Palms. The first scripture passage is the story of the baptism of Jesus as recorded in the Gospel of Mark, the first chapter beginning at the fourth verse. John the baptizer appeared in the wilderness proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And people from the whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem were going out to him and were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. Now John was clothed with camel's hair, with a leather belt around his waist, 
and he ate locusts and wild honey. He proclaimed, the one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to stoop down and untie the thong of his sandals. I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And just as he was coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens torn apart and the Spirit descending like a dove on him. And a voice came from heaven, You are my Son, the Beloved. With you I am well pleased. The second passage is from Galatians 3, verse 25 through 28. But now that faith has come, we are no longer subject to a disciplinarian, for in Jesus Christ you are all children of God through faith. As many of you as were baptized into Christ have clothed yourself with Christ. There is no longer Jew nor Greek. There is no longer slave or free. There is no longer male or female. For all of you are one in Christ Jesus. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thanks, Susan. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable to you, O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Be still. Be loved. That's the breath prayer that I am using each day of Lent. And I love breath prayers. You might be familiar with them. It's where you breathe in a phrase and you breathe out a phrase. And I want to tell you why I chose it or perhaps why it chose me. As a church staff, we have been reading books on and discussing the Enneagram, which is a geometric figure that delineates the nine basic personality types of human nature and their complex interrelationships. Personality is a well-forged strategy to both thrive and cope in a beautiful and broken world. A.J. Sherrill calls the Enneagram a helpful tool to discover your deepest identity. Identity is complicated. The world would say our identity is our career, our race, our income, our gifts, our gender, our personality, our sexuality, and our talents. But if we take a step back to the very beginning in Genesis 1.27, we read, Humankind was created as God's reflection. In the divine image, God created them. Female and male, God made them. So before these first humans did anything, they were named and claimed by God. When we turn to the New Testament, we just heard Susan read about how God names and claims Jesus at his baptism. You are my son, the beloved. With you, I am well pleased. The title of beloved is given to Jesus before he preaches any sermons, calls any disciples, or performs consistent miracles throughout Judea. Important to note that identity is received, not achieved. 
The foundation of belovedness is being, not doing. Belovedness is not dependent on personality or gifting or on any of those traits with which the world identifies us. Belovedness simply is. We are beloved because we are made in the image of God, period. In God's faithfulness, we are named and claimed at our baptism. If we believe that God is in the business of transforming our lives in shaping us to become more and more like Jesus, the Enneagram is a tool we can use to partner with God in the process. And everything begins with self-awareness. Can I say that again? Everything begins with self-awareness. The Enneagram helps people develop the kind of self-knowledge that they need to understand who they are and why they see and relate to the world the way they do. And when that happens, you can start to get out of your own way. Brother Dave, a Benedictine monk, calls the Enneagram a tool to help you deepen your love for God and for others. Kind of sounds like our mission statement, doesn't it? Well, I happen to be a type three, which is called the achiever. And as you can imagine by the title, my natural wiring and go-to behavior is getting her done by myself. Thank you very much. With great competence and efficiency, like many of you, I'm sure that doing is way easier than being We threes have the extra bonus of having our worth deeply connected to achieving, accomplishing, and winning. Now, achieving and accomplishing aren't all bad, of course. But the word I really need to hear from God on this day and on most days is the one we heard in our scripture passage today, that I am loved for myself not for anything I do or don't do. Be still. Be loved. It's like that silly movie called Cool Runnings, loosely based on the true exploits of the Jamaican bobsled team that competed in the 1988 Winter Olympics in Calgary. Actor John Candy plays the team's coach, who was an Olympic gold medalist himself in this sport. However, Coach Irv was forced to retire in disgrace when he was caught cheating while competing for his second gold medal. Now, years later, a member of his Jamaican team was filled with self-doubt, not sure if he had what it takes. Coach Irv, having finally learned from his own past mistakes, sagely counseled him, and he said, a gold medal is a wonderful thing to achieve. But if you aren't enough without it, you'll never be enough with it. Be still. Be loved. In her book, Searching for Sunday, the late Rachel Held Evans wrote, The great struggle of the Christian life is to take God's name for us, to believe we are beloved, and to believe that is enough. So I wondered... I wondered if you, too, might be parched and in need of this good word. 
It was a word Fayette was desperate to hear, yet she could scarcely imagine that it was a word ever meant for her. You see, Fayette lived with mental illness and lupus and without a home. Years ago, she joined the new member class at a church in Nashville, Tennessee. Pastor Janet was teaching all about baptism, saying, It is this holy moment when we are named by God's grace with such power it won't come undone. This concept of belovedness especially grabbed Fayette's imagination. Fayette would ask again and again, And when I'm baptized, I am... And the class learned to respond, Beloved, precious child of God, and beautiful to behold. Oh yes, she would say, and then they would get back to their discussion. Well, the day of Fayette's baptism came. Fayette went under, came up sputtering and cried, And now I am. And they all sang, Beloved, precious child of God, and beautiful to behold. Oh, yes, she sang as she danced around the fellowship hall. Two months later, Pastor Janet got a call that Fayette had been beaten and raped and was at the county hospital. When Janet got to the hospital, she could see Fayette from a distance pacing back and forth. And when Janet got to the door, she heard these words, I am beloved. When Fayette saw Janet, she said to herself, I am beloved, precious child of God, and catching sight of herself in the mirror with tears and blood streaked down her face, her hair sticking out, her, face, her dress torn, dirty, rebuttoned, askew. Fayette started again. I am beloved, precious child of God, and... Seeing herself again in the mirror, she said, and, and God is still working on me. If you come back tomorrow, I'll be so beautiful, I'll take your breath away. Be still. Be loved. Could it be that water, ordinary water in a baptismal font, could do all that? I would say yes. Water and the Holy Spirit. Water and the communion of saints who have come before us. Water and the family of faith who promises to journey with us. You see, water doesn't discriminate. To sink below it for too long will end your life, regardless of the color of your skin or what country you're from, or whether you live in a gated community or in a tin shack. This same water is used to claim each one of us as a beloved, precious child of God and beautiful to behold. Now, if you or someone you love has yet to be baptized, I would encourage you to reach out to me or to one of the other pastors because you know it's never too late to respond to the calling from God on our lives. Did you know that one of the earliest names for the Christian movement was the way? Because the faith was not understood as a set of ideas or intellectual beliefs, but as a journey down a road, a way of life. 
just as Jesus came out of the baptismal waters of the Jordan River and set out on the road to the cross, in the same way, Christians pass through the waters of baptism and they begin to travel following the path of Jesus. Christians do not take this road alone, but they travel in the company of the saints. Those being baptized are visibly and audibly surrounded by the faithful who pray and make promises to endeavor by our example and fellowship to strengthen their ties with the household of God. For children being baptized, we promise to undertake with their parents the Christian nurture of the child so that in due time, the children may confess faith in Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Baptism unites us. It gets us on the same team. The Apostle Paul reminds us that through Christ, in baptism, we are made one. The baptism of Jesus isn't a preamble to all that's going to come later in his life. Rather, it's the high point. It's the climax of the story. The the heavens are torn open. The Spirit descends and God speaks. It's like the heavens could not contain the gospel love of God and it just had to spill out all over everything. Again and again, Jesus casts out unclean spirit, heals the sick, feeds the hungry, and welcomes the outcast. He will only do to others what has already been done to him, telling them with word and deed that they too are beloved children of God with whom God is well pleased. Baptism enacts and seals what the word proclaims, God's redeeming grace offered for all people. And that is the weight of water. Dying to our old way of life and being born anew in Christ means that we embrace our own belovedness and that we live in such a way that others will know themselves as named by God beloved by God, especially those who have been given cause to think that they are less than loved. It's what a Polish rabbit farmer did for a Jewish girl. A young Jewish couple were married three weeks before they were deported to Auschwitz. In Auschwitz, they were separated, and the groom would go every evening to the fence that separated the men from the women to bring his new bride a crust of bread or an extra potato if he could, or even just to see her. He did this until she was transferred to a rabbit farm just on the outskirts of Auschwitz. Now, the Nazis were doing experiments on rabbits that had to do with finding a cure for typhus. The rabbit farm was run by a Polish man who noticed pretty early on that the rabbits were getting better quality food and attention and care than the Jewish slave laborers. So he started to sneak food into them. Well, one day the young bride cut her arm on a piece of barbed wire and the cut became infected. And it wasn't a serious infection if you had antibiotics. But of course, if you were a Jew in that time and in that place, you were never going to get antibiotics. So what did this Polish man do who was running the rabbit farm? 
He cut his own arm wide open, and he placed his wound on her wound so that he too would get the infection that she had, and he did. And he went to the Nazis and he said, I'm one of your best managers. This rabbit farm is very productive. If I die, you're going to lose a lot of productivity. I need medicine. They gave him medicine, and he shared it with her, and it saved her life. Beloved, precious child of God, and beautiful to behold. In our Reformed tradition, baptism is viewed as a response to God's grace. You see, God is always faithful, and God always makes the first move. And that's why we baptize young children like our sweet little Riley Grace, who was baptized in the 9 o'clock service this morning. God names and claims us before we can even say, I believe. Of course, our hope is that our kids are nurtured in the faith and that during confirmation around eighth grade that they claim their faith as their own. And our hope is that they embark on a lifelong journey of discovering more and more who Jesus is so that their lives might be transformed more and more into his likeness. We are all given the opportunity to respond to the faithfulness of God I love the first verse of that classic hymn, Great is Thy Faithfulness. Listen now. Great is thy faithfulness, O God my Father. There is no shadow of turning with thee. Thou changest not my compassion. If only we could be so faithful, so compassionate, but we're not. We need reminders along the way. We need accountability, friends. We need renewal. We need grace and mercy. But when we lose our way, it might be helpful to remember that God never gives up on us and that God can use that too. In his book, Just Mercy, Brian Stevenson wrote that there is a strength, a power even, in understanding brokenness, because embracing our brokenness creates a need and desire for mercy, and perhaps a corresponding need to show mercy. When you experience mercy, you learn things that are hard to learn otherwise. You see things you can't otherwise see. You hear things you can't otherwise hear. You begin to recognize the humanity that resides in each one of us. Be still. Be loved. There's something about the knowledge that we belong to God. Perhaps it is this knowing that each of us is a child of God, holy and beloved, that moves us to show compassion and mercy when we could punish or hurt back, whether she's a mentally ill woman like Fayette or a Jewish woman at a rabbit farm. 
One of my favorite Lenten devotionals this year has been from Hagar's Community Church, which is located inside of the Washington Correction Center for Women. The book is called Fury and Grace, 40 Days of Paintings and Poetry from Prison. A prisoner named Rachel wrote this poem called He Spoke. Suddenly it came, tears slowed, sobbing stopped, looking up to the dove in the window, the warm, heavy, forgiving embrace welcoming me instead of remorse, fear, regret. I felt hope instead of shame, purpose. It's not too late to hope God speaks in that still, small voice that could be so easily ignored, so often forgotten, dismissed. He reminds you to whom you belong. And with that reminder comes floods of determination and courage to do something about it. Ah, the weight of water to accept the belovedness of our own life and to recognize it in others. Be still. Be loved. Will you pray with me? Gracious and loving God, we are so grateful that you are faithful We are grateful, Lord, that you make the first move and that you are always turned towards us, cheering us on, calling us forward with a nudge or a whisper. Help us, Lord, to hear and see you more clearly so that we might respond to you and your amazing love and grace. Amen. Oh 
this week, each time you are running your hands underwater, I'd like to invite each one of us to whisper these words, I am a beloved, precious child of God and beautiful to behold. And then my hope and my prayer is that we live as if it were true. And now may the beauty of God be reflected in your eyes, the love of God reflected in your hands, the wisdom of God reflected in your words, and the knowledge of God flow through your hearts so that all might see and believe. And all God's children said, Amen.
service that killed me. Yeah. <clears throat> but And yeah, great job today.